back here in the break room for episode 55. Yeah, yes, sir. sir. Yes, but Sequenta y Cinco. We got Cinco on Cinco. Yeah. So then I probably, feel like we was just at 20. Right, right. Just like when. Yeah, you, cause you came on what episode nineteen? Yeah, somewhere around there was like eighteen or nineteen, something like that. Something like that. So nah, man, we have we have episode fifty. So uh, yes, yes. Welcome into the break room podcast. Oh, 55, 55. Uh, bro, the, the, <laughs> the break room podcast. Yeah. <laughs> hey, for those who ask why I got the shades on, I don't know. I just felt like wearing them. You know, no particular reason. Got to hit that. Yeah. So man. Um, Bro, how you been though, man? What's been going on? Man, you know, just um, getting all this paperwork done for this uh, new gig going on. And uh, everything is just about official. I got like two more things to do and we certified, so. That's what's up, bro. That's what's up. And so, yeah, we had to go and fix that D right there, man, but whatever. Hey. <laughs> uh, you know yeah. what I meant. Um some of us, so yeah, so if you you know you follow our page, you know the break room, the that break room that podcast on Instagram and the uh, the break room H O U on Twitter and the break room podcast one on Facebook, uh, you probably see, saw us. We you know we had an event we were doing it, you know, at work. Uh, so those of you who don't know, you probably know you maybe whatever. Um, me and Evan work for uh, ESP nine seven five. Yep, and uh, we had an event. Recently, with headquarters and the what, what what was called the perk and Swagoo and perk, Swagoo and perk. Here, I'll give y'all a good uh, good view of the the hat we got from the show. You know, some merch right here, three ninety nine. You know what I'm saying? It was giving it away. So, you know, it's a trucker hat, which really ain't my thing. Cause like right here, I got I got my baseball hats and stuff right here, but. Man, I got my my Eagles one and stuff. I typically like these type of like baseball style caps, not uh. Not necessarily trucker hats, but hey, I ain't mad at it. It was a hot day, so it was kind of nice to be able to like have the back of your head breathe with one of these. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it was free for us, man. And we talking about something fun, which I do for our listeners, man, the loyal listeners. We want to do a giveaway, right? Boom! We got three hats from the exclusive Swaggoo and Perk show, right? Also, I right, see if you can see it. Autograph. By Perk. Himself. By Perk himself. Um, Mr. Carry On. You know what I mean? So, if you, you know, we'll probably announce, like, the rules of the giveaway and things like that. How we going to do it probably later on, maybe, like, later on in the week. Follow the page on the Break Room HOU on Twitter and D.BreakRoom.Podcast on Instagram and D.BreakRoomPodcast1. Got to follow us on social media. That's the only way you're going to know how to win. Exactly. On Facebook. And so we might drop a couple videos or something like that. Just announce like how things are gonna roll and with the giveaways and everything like that. Um, if you're wondering why we couldn't get Marcus to sign him, I'm gonna blame it all on his manager. I'm just gonna blame it all on his manager. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, nah, man. Marcus Spears also a cool dude, man. Both of them just really some Texas boys, honestly. Uh, good guys, down to earth guys. Uh, Marcus was just moving quick. You know what I mean? Family was there. We're not going, like, at the same time. We were, me and Edwin at work, so we're not going, they were at work, too. So, when family's there, we're not going to get really in the middle of that. You know, it's kind of professional to do so. So, Perk had Boys had business to take care of. Exactly. Perk had some free time, so he signed the markets. Just didn't. 
So yeah, know. we both got a couple of uh, flicks with uh, both of them, and then um, I got to talk to K Perk on the side. Uh, asked him for some advice about some uh, future endeavors I got coming up and everything, and you know he he took the time of about of his day to have a conversation with me, and you know I really appreciate that. The you know I posted the picture up on uh, my Twitter if you and uh, I am on my Instagram if you want to go look at it. So yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Evan Schumard, and then on my Instagram at Evan One Eight. That's E V A N the number zero N E and the number eight. Um, that was your what? That was on my IG. Oh, IG, OG. I'm like, bro, that don't sound like your Twitter. Okay, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Uh, same. Well, we, we, yeah, we took pictures with uh, you took pictures. We got the same picture. We're both of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay, so, uh, yeah. And what's, my, what's my Instagram? Three dot the last underscore king. Boom. This dude don't even know his own social media. <laughs> hey, because I actually knew. The, the, the longest ongoing joke in the break room. Can Trey remember his social media handle? Can Evan know the count for the episode in French? Yes, he can, but Evan will might forget it 30 seconds before we do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, but nah, bro, it's, you know, had a good time. Evan got a couple words. I had a couple uh, uh, quick exchange with uh, K Perk's son, uh, who was born in 2011. Did he say yes, that? we were in the green room talking about music and stuff. But then he said he was born in 2011. I'm like, don't even sound right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. bro. Okay, so uh, I'm sure K. Perk don't mind us telling the story, but it was real quick. So we were saying that uh, what did he say? He was, was asking who are his favorite rappers, right? And yeah, we asked him who the best rapper is, and he and literally he called Young Boy the goat. Yeah, he no no he said uh, before Young Boy. He said somebody else. Um, uh, Polo G. He, oh, yeah, he said he, he liked said Polo G. G. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. said Polo G. And then he it was like, Polo G. Then he said, oh, yeah. Then he said, then Young Boy. I was like, bro. And I was like, Young Boy not even the best rapper in Louisiana. Like, out of Louisiana. So, like, how can you say Young Boy? Hey. And then, I, I don't know. It was another dude up in there from, I, don't, I think he was with K. Perk. And he was like, yeah, but yeah, bro, Young Boy going to be they, they generation's goat. And that didn't even sound like, I was like, how can he be anybody's GOAT? Like, bro, I feel like you got to be the be- at least the best in your state to even be, like, qualified for, like, a GOAT. It's state. like, is he even the best to come out of Baton Rouge? I, it took me the longest to even like Young Boy. Like, Kevin Gates, too. It took me a little minute to like Kevin Gates, too. Like, I like some old, old Kevin Gates. I don't really be feeling new Kevin Gates. So, so you more of that like satellites type of Kevin Gates? Yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe yeah. low. You know what I'm saying? Uh, also, so I was telling, and then we, I went on to tell him, I was like, bro, you know what? I say the fact that you didn't even drop Lil Wayne's name is like just crazy to me. And he was like, Lil Wayne, and I was like, oh my, oh my, like the disrespect, the disrespect. Oh. <laughs> uh, I told him, uh, I said, you know what? I could easily go old Lil Wayne, but we're not even going to do, do that. We're going to go something. I'm like, you can go new Lil Wayne's mixtapes, just newer mixtapes. I'm like, I said, you know what? Ask your parents if you can listen to him because he's like 12. I mean, if he's <laughs> listening to Young Boy, he could definitely listen to Wayne. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, bro, ask your people if you can listen to him and then go listen to Dedication 6. You know what I mean? You know, but, bro, it. I don't know. We can talk about music all day. 
Yeah. I know, I bet you these people back in the day, like the old heads and stuff, people we call old heads, they're like, probably thought whenever we were talking about, oh yeah, Wayne's like this, and they'd be like, probably like, what? The same way, like we said, what? To young boys, they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like, I mean, because when I think of like older rappers, you know what I mean? Like, people you can compare them. Here's something, here's something random we can bring up. Random, random. Can you follow me real quick, bro? I got you. Okay, so look. Uh, me and my brother, we were talking about earlier this morning, right? When we were talking about, uh, it was like, the, I forgot it was a list he showed me. I don't have it. I wish I could. I didn't pull it in our rundown either, but just vaguely, he was, uh, if I can remember, it was showing like the best rappers or featured rappers, right? With the best features for the decade. And uh, we were listening to some song and it had 21 Savage on it. Cause my brother, he was like, he felt like 21 Savage is slightly overrated. And uh, and I was like, bro, what? 21 Savage goes dumb. Like, it's, I'm like, especially his features. And I was like, it ain't too many features I don't like. Uh, and then he showed me the list and we were talking about, cause I think Drake was number one for features for the decade. Then I think uh, Lil Wayne was number two. Um, but yeah, and I was like, okay, I can see that. I can see that. Wang will give anybody a feature. You know what I mean? So just off of like volume alone, you know what I mean? Drake make, just about makes 98% of songs better just by being on It is facts. And so like if you were to give a top five for features, who would they be? Mm -hmm. Or you want me to go first? For, for the decade? For the decade. All right, well. I know that's a lot. Yeah, I, so yeah, I would lot. definitely have Wayne. I would show up Drake. Future, he it seemed like everything he went on back in the day was going number one. You know, you got like Love Me, Bugatti, you know, those like type of earlier days. What was that, like 2012, 2013, 2014, like that era? Um, man, that 21 feature has, has definitely become impactful. Um, man, I'm trying to think. Uh, 2010 to 2019, who else just went ballistic back then? No, 20, 2010 to 2020, yeah. <clears throat> I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and give me more, because I, I know there's two I, I know there's two more that I know deserve to be in there. Okay, so for me, it was, okay, yeah, Drake, you know, Wayne. Um, the third spot was a little iffy. Um, because, and it, my third spot was a personal preference, right? Well, I guess this whole list is personal personal preference, but okay. So my third spot was probably like Thug or probably Thug. Probably so that was Thug. a name I wanted to say because, man, Thug used to be featured on a lot of stuff too. It seemed like he was on everybody album. At exactly. Some so yeah, I think Thug's a good one. And I almost wanted to say like Jay-Z, but like I'm not sure if that like era of like – yeah, I don't think I, he had I, th enough. I think I'm thinking a little earlier, you know. Yeah, I think I don't think Jay Z had enough. Even though Jay Z yeah. features are really features are really good, he I don't think he had just had enough. Cause like J Cole, low key. I mean, but this is like 2021, 2020, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2022. He's been bodying features recently, like crazy. Yeah, recently, yes, yes. So like, like, but yeah, we're talking about a different era though. So I'm not sure if the J Cole feature had that much like kind of weight put yeah. on it as it does now. Okay, oh, okay. Me, I think I, I think I can finish my list. Okay, so I can go Drake, I can go Wayne, 
as no young thug, I can go of uh, my fourth win. I can probably go. I see. I thought I had it. Uh, mm. Nah, he came later on in 20. I was about to say Travis or Migos uh, for their fourth one. Migos is real good. All right, so yeah, if we talk about back like in this time, yeah, the Migos would have been dumb. Mm. Kendrick still had great features. Even Big Sean had some real good features too back then. Yeah, but see, Big Sean, Big Sean and Kendrick had features, but I don't know like the amount of features. You know what I mean? Like, the ones they did were hot, but I don't. I can't remember just a whole bunch of. Them. Well, actually, oh, take it back. Kendrick did have a lot of features, like 2010 to 2016. Yeah, 2017. Okay, like especially once he dropped Good Kid, Mad City, man, it seemed like he was on everything. Yeah, what what year did Good Kid, Mad City come out? Like that was our freshman year of high school, so that was what like 2012, 20 yeah, yeah, 2012. Oh, okay, okay. It's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, that's a decade. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So yeah. Drake, Lil Wayne, uh, Young Thug, no, Ken, Young Thug, Kendrick, Migos. That's probably my I feel like I feel like I might just be buying. I feel like you're sleep leaving future out there because future literally, like I said, he he had like feature on Top five hits like crazy back then. I Say, know, I know, like Drake, Wayne, Future, Thug, and then probably Kendrick. But I'll put Big Sean as like my honorable mention though. See, for me, I'm sitting, I'm trying to think of Future. Like, I like Future songs. I don't necessarily love when he's just featured on songs. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I love when people, I like when, I like when people are featured on future songs, not when future is featured on people's songs. I don't know. So, like, Bugatti, you mean to tell me that wasn't a banger back in the day? It was cool. It was cool. I didn't, I woke up, it was, it was, I didn't, one person, I just didn't love that song. I thought it was cool. I didn't just love it. All right, what about Love Me? With, with Lil Wayne. Uh, sing it again. That's why all my bitches love me, my bitches love me. Yeah, yeah. You remember that song? Yeah, I do. I remember that. I know I ain't alone. My bitch is alone. bro. Thirty five hundred with him and um Travis. Travis. Yeah, okay. That that was yeah. That one went dumb. That hits here. Come on, man. Um, bro, he had a bunch of stuff. I mean, man, I'm trying to think. I know there's like one more massive one I'm forgetting because like, thirty five hundred was the other one I was trying to remember. But I know there's another one. Um. Um, I know I know there's another one I'm forgetting, man. Well, let me see if I can find it right quick. I, I know I can. I know I can. What, I know there's an artist or like, a song. I'm sleeping. An artist or a song? Oh, New Level with uh, ASAP Ferg. Remember that song back in the day? I'm on a new level. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that thing the- was ballistic. Okay. Like that one, that one went, went real, real hard. Yeah, that was the other one. I was thinking, yeah, yeah, I'm on a new one. Okay, well, yeah. So yeah, uh, I guess that's our top five with rankings, like <laughs> feature rankings. Quick segment. Hey, yeah. So yeah, uh, hey. So that's gonna do it off for this little quick segment. Whatever you know, what I mean, we'll be right back. Follow us on the Breakroom HOU on Twitter and the.breakroom.podcast on Instagram and the Breakroom Podcast One on Facebook, man. So we'll be right back. Y'all take it easy. Though. 
shows, I did it for my granny. Back when we couldn't buy pizza, cause we were down to pennies. Feel like we go back a century, run to the store for centuries. Then bring her back to your brother, man, we had to respect it. He was wavy doing mixtapes out of your basement. He let us hit the on occasion for entertainment. Then he would leave us at the so Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans and 30 Alec, uh, what do you want to call them? Settlers, I guess, have yeah. all come to an agreement. Um, the Houston Texans are settling their claims for the victims, I guess. There we go. There's the better word. Uh, for the sexual misconduct that's been going on, the Houston Texans have reached a settlement with 30 women who made claims or were prepared to make them against the organization. So Texans paying for their enabling crimes. Trey, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I somewhat just feel like they're getting away. Like money to an organization is, to an NFL organization at that, is just so nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for for Lord, for, I mean, they're paying, you know what I mean? I guess you know, that's the uh, that's the punishment that's been set. And so, you know, I guess I can't argue with that. But I don't know, for, to some some extent, it's like, well, if you do something wrong and the punishment doesn't really cost you anything, have you really learned anything? You know what I mean? Like, will it actually even change your behavior or change the things you would have done? Like, punishment or correctional punishment, say that, should make you feel some type of way or it should be painful to the, uh, make you feel uncomfortable enough to change your, to make you either regret what you've done or change your behavior. You know what I mean? Like, it's money, you know? The same money that you're giving up, you'll probably see not to, in not too far in the, distant, in the near future. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's cool. You know what I mean? I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'm glad it's this as a fan. I'm glad it's this and not as worse, bad as it could have been. Like, you know, them being forced to sell the team or leave Houston or things like that. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that didn't happen. Um, but at the same time, they were enabling him. And it's like, at the, uh, like I say, at the same time, they're not going to, he's not going to jail. So it's kind of like, NDAs protect. I guess they're a gift from God because these NDAs are protecting <laughs> everybody right now. Like, how about you, man? Yeah. Uh, my thoughts are kind of like the same as you. It's like, all right, did is this actually like a punishment for them? Probably mm-hmm. not. Really, like, it doesn't specify what types of you know, like monetary you know settlements that came out were, but. At the end of the day, all I care about at this point with the Sashawn thing is what's the suspension going to be? Yeah. I've said it before. I'm, I'm kind of like over this whole ordeal. Mm-hmm. What's the suspension going to be? And then let's move on and let's get back to football. Yeah. Because so. this is something that like it, it unfortunately does happen with athletes, but like you really don't want it. You don't want to talk about these types of things because that means up to, up to 30 women have been you know victimized here. Like this is a situation that shouldn't have to be talked about, but unfortunately it has been for months now. Uh-huh. And 
Not to sound like it was just such a bad thing, but you know, usually that in all honesty, like are we gonna be real, Evan bro, did we ever think that these women gonna win and going into Texans? No. Probably not. Like there have been a lot of You're fighting billionaires. Exactly, bro. There have been a much more one thing wins wins in court. Money. Yeah. There have been much more powerful people fighting billionaires and have still like lost handily. Like, you know what I mean? Like have they even had even come close. So to think that just a collective, uh, not to make it sound like this, but a collective of 30 women, like, and something as, it shouldn't be as common, but, you know, sexual misconduct uh, amongst the NFL, like, it's, it's, it's pretty common. Like, it's... Yeah, and you have the Washington Commanders owner, Dan Snyder, out here getting subpoenaed for, you know, his involvement in, you know, sexual misconduct. Exactly, it's so common, and the um, for, for, to my knowledge, to my knowledge, I'm not 100 percent sure on this. I don't think any of these women are billionaires. So it's not only that you're just fighting. If they're massage therapists, I would make that bet that they're not as well. Exactly, it's not that just that you're fighting the company itself because machines are hard enough to fight against more than just people, but you're fighting the company's money. And like Evan just said. You know, we like to say that, you know, the justice system works, and sometimes it does, but it, there's one thing that can usually override a whole lot of things. That's green. So money talk. And unfortunately, it's talking more than 30 women uh, from sexual misconduct uh, allegations. Yep, it's something that I hope we don't have to talk about ever again. Yeah. I really do. So, uh, yeah, moving on from there, bro. Uh, go on, let us know what's, what's, what's next. Man, so, you know, last week we were talking about, you know, like top five defenses and top five receivers, top five quarterbacks, top five running backs. Mm-hmm. Man, I want to get your top five cornerbacks. Okay, okay, I got you. Uh, we're going to reason you just want to go and go say the names. I'm going to say the names right now. We can come back for the reason. Okay. Okay. So, top five cornerbacks. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, Rams, J.C. Jackson, Chargers, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, and Xavier Howard. You're not going to like my last one, but <laughs> Trevon Diggs. Delusional. <laughs> I, see, I see what you're getting at. I, see, I, already, I already know what, what point you're going to make, but... Go ahead and say your list, and then we can come back and, and talk about it. All right, so my five, I already have them in order. I got Jalen Ramsey, Jair Alexander, J.C. Jackson, Denzel Ward, and Darius Slay. Okay. Of course, Darius Slay. But... No, I actually was going to put Marshawn Lattimore in there, but then I went back and looked at the numbers, and Marshawn Lattimore gives up way more yards than, like, Marshawn Lattimore gave up the second most yards in the NFL last year. Mm-hmm. He, he gives up like seven touchdowns a season and I went back and looked at the numbers and Darius Slade just flat out performs better than he does because in my Dude. mind I was like alright you know Marshall Lattimore travels Darius Slade used to travel this year in Philly he didn't but Darius I mean so like Darius Slay is a great mixture of like coverage ability and turnover. Like he can take the ball away from people and then when he gets the ball in his hands he's a threat to score too which I think is a huge like under like rated you know aspect of corners like if you can 
take the ball away, that's so valuable. But if you can score, man, yeah, that's even better. But uh, going back to the top of the list, Ramsey, Alexander, they're pure lockdown guys. I mean, I know Jalen Ramsey went to the slot this year to play nickel in a more a um, zone-heavy role. And the numbers didn't look as good as, you know, they previously have. But I still believe in his ability to play wherever. That's just what they happen to have him playing right now. And then J.C. Jackson is like one of those guys where he's, you know, what, got the most interceptions over the last like two or three seasons. Mm-hmm. So he's going to lock it down and take the ball away. And then Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward's one of those guys where he's never given up over 451 yards in his career. And that is incredible. Like, he is a true number one corner. He has the physicality, the intangibles, everything, and the production to go with it. So, yeah, just to recap my five, I got um, Jalen Ramsey, Jair Alexander, J.C. Jackson, Denzel Ward, and Darius Slay. Okay, so here's my five. And I just, well, really the way I said it was how the order I meant. Um, and I don't know if y'all can remember, but I had, like I said, I had Jalen Ramsey, J.C. Jackson, Marshawn Lattimore, Xavier Howard, Javon Diggs. Now, here's why. Now... With J.C. Oh, hold on. Now with Trevon Diggs, I know that's going to be the immediate one you're going to get with the most yards. Oh. But my thing was, I feel like interceptions. We can't. I can't. I can't undervalue those. Now I know that coverage does mean something. Giving them yards is very, very, very important. Um, and there are two aspects to one on one on one battles. In man, at least, right? So you have the lock, the lockup, right? Not letting them get past you, not getting beat, things like that. But then there's the second part of getting beat and winning the battle, which is the jump ball, where your picks come from, or if you're in zone, read, reading the offense, having eyes. I feel like that can't be undervalued just because one side doesn't go well. Like, it, I mean, you can make try to make the case that we'll say, oh, that's only half a game. You know what I mean? But if one half supersedes everybody else's, then what, what does that leave you then? You know what I'm saying? So I, I get what you're saying. I just I can't disagree with you even more. Like Trayvon Diggs gave up the, over a thousand yards, the only corner in the NFL to do that. He gave up over eighteen and a half yards of catch, which is the highest in the NFL as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a sixty-six coverage grade. His name is just nowhere near those other guys. Like Xavier Howard, like he's kind of one of those honorable mention type of guys for me because he takes the ball away but he's not giving up you know nearly as much or other guys like uh aj terrell he's a young dude that is very good at clamping and but this is his first year of doing it so his rookie year wasn't so good year two was on the upward he might be another guy but like i would still take those guys over trayvon diggs see exactly and xavier howard was my number uh four now here's what and here's what now xavier howard what i liked about him was okay five interceptions um, had a decent rate, but also it was his the, his usage. So this is what I mean by his usage. He only had one sack, but he was really good at giving pressure. They had uh, they blitzed him sometimes, and usually you don't get to see that from corners outside blitzing's coming in. So he gave a lot of pressure. So I felt like that for the way I, I like to see corners. I, I'm a hard nosed defense kind of guy. Well. Trenches got so I like when I see when I get to see smaller guys try to lay some wood on somebody, especially like in the backfield. I don't know, like that's a personal preference thing. So I'm like that just adds a whole different element to it. And, and I respect that because that is an element of the game that a corner does have to bring. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's why I like Darius Slay because Darius Slay definitely uh, will go out there and stick his nose in there too. Yeah. So usually you don't like to see corners don't like to get not in the backfield, not with running backs. 
You know what I'm saying? So um, when I see that, that just adds a whole different element to me that uh, like really throws them above a whole lot of other people. Um, go back to who was my number three. Okay, my number three, I had Marshawn Lattimore. So, okay, Marshawn Lattimore on three interceptions. Uh, for me, it was his solo tackles. Now, usually, like, you know, obviously runs and uh, different catches and everything. You shouldn't expect corners to have a lot of solo tackles. That's more of like a safety thing. You know what I mean? Um, Marshall Lattimore had 55 solo tackles, 68 combined. And so, and we always know he's a terrorist in his division. Like, his division is on lock for him. You know what I mean? I know what you said about uh, him giving up uh, his yards and his touchdowns. But he owns his division as far as his position goes. That, that, that is true. You know he, I mean? so, he does, but your tackling point, he gave up 54 receptions and had 55 tackles. So most hmm. of his tackles are coming off catches he's given up. So like, I, mean, I, I, I get what you're saying about the willingness to tackle, but to me, cornerback numbers you're tackling like, don't matter because that's that doesn't represent your ability to play like the position of cornerback. Like, if your willingness to do something is different, but if you like tackles for corners, it's just like irrelevant for me. See, okay, for you, and I, and I see what I hear what you're saying, and for me, this is why it's valuable because you also have corners who give up the catch and also they don't make the tackle. So it's like, see, I'd rather just take the guy that ain't gonna give up the catch to begin with. You had to just take the guy who, who won't give up the catch to begin with, right? Yeah, I'm gonna take the guy who's gonna be the best in coverage. Because tackling to me is the, like the last resort as a corner. So like if you're doing everything else right, your tackling like isn't that big of a deal unless you're tackling in the run game. Like unless you're attacking the back, like getting off blocks and stuff, that's valuable. But tackles don't necessarily always show that. You know what I'm saying? You said my tackles. Oh, I couldn't hear you say it one more time. I'll say like unless you're like defeating blocks and like taking on like receivers or like tight ends or whatever, like pulling linemen. That's the only thing that's valuable, but like actual number of tackles isn't like valuable at all, in my eyes. Okay, and all his, and, and even though I, I heard what you said, but not all those uh, are coming off of like his thing because he does give up touchdowns, and uh, the way the Saints play, they don't always play just man defense. I, I, I understand what you're saying. Marshawn Lattimore, like I said, is one of my dudes that I think is like in that like six to ten range, probably more towards six than ten. But I, I just I get what you're saying. I just don't agree with your reasoning. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I feel like there's a lot better of an argument to be made for why Marshawn Lattimore is a better corner than his solo tackles. You know what I'm saying? I know, and well, I'm telling I'm telling you the elements that that are important to me. Like this is what I this is what I value when I see corners. And like I say, Marshawn Lattimore is the guy in his division. Like there's there is no one better than him in, in, at his position in his division. He's always guarding the best receiver. I mean, what you can say about a lot of guys, but I'm just bringing up that point. In a heavy receiver division, there's more than just one or two guys in his division that are great that are good receivers or even great receivers. Another point I wanted to bring up. So he's not so. And the one I'm just gonna bring up, I'm bring up Mike Evans, right? Everybody knows Marshawn. Mike Lattimore. Evans eraser, <laughs> huh? I said the Mike Evans eraser. Exactly. Marshall Lattimore owns Mike Evans every time, every single time they play. And Mike Evans is the best Bucks Bucks receiver in their history as an organization. Hands down. Like, it's not even debatable. So, for him to take away um, 
Mike Evans, a guy like that. And really, I feel like a guy who's almost a little underappreciated. Um, even if he's not having a game and they're having a uh, back when he, if he's healthy at the time, um, you had uh, Godwin, Chris Godwin. There we go. I'm trying to think of his name. You have Marshall move across the field. It's not just always one guy. So you not only switch up on between great receivers, but these these receivers have different skill sets. So your game has to has to change to fit these guys. And so that's what I like about Marshawn Lattimore as far as like matchups, his division, and his skill set. Um, now my number two, I said was uh, was I think I said J.C. Jackson, right? Yeah. So you don't yeah. have Jair Alexander in your top five. Who's been like literally the best coverage corner since he's gotten the league besides Jalen Ramsey? What's important to me, Evan? <laughs> I, I just don't value what you value, I, I guess, because Jair Alexander literally is like the probably the best overall coverage corner in the NFL, which is the main important thing that you look for with corners. Mm-hmm. And he's in a heavy receiver division, like you say, as well. So uh, I, I'm Hold just on. curious why you don't have Jair Alexander here. Hold on, Jair Alexander. For the Packers. Packers, yeah. Hold on. Who, what are the teams in the Packers division again? I'm trying to think. So you have the Vikings, Vikings. The, um, the Bears, and the Lions. The so it's Vikings. like since Jair Alexander came in the league, this he's one. had to go up against guys like Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. He had to go against Allen Robinson, and Allen Robinson is a damn good receiver. Let's not let's Al- not forget about what no, he was. No, no, Allen Robinson is slipped on you. Yeah, so like, I, I'm just, I, 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 I cannot fathom you not having Jai Alexander. Not okay. in the top five. I just so find now, that just, now we think now we think about great receivers. Great receivers is major. But great receivers also depend. A great receiver is also dependent on his quarterback on his quarterback play. Am I wrong? Yeah, I'm just going off what your your merits were for uh, your your other uh, contenders. Yeah, and when I named the, uh, the other receivers, I, I had had great quarterbacks to go along with. Yeah, but before Tom Brady got there two years ago, who did they have before? James, James Winston, a thirty for thirty guy. Exactly, but hey, you know that's two picks a game right there. I but. We, we can't act like James Wilson didn't sling the ball. He was, okay. Not yeah, but he was slinging to, to the other team twice a game, too. I, I, look, I'm not I'm not going to say like he was like perfect. Man. We can't put Tom Brady and James Wilson in the same category. That's not what I'm doing. I promise. Don't and the Carolina like, Panthers haven't had a good quarterback since 2015. Like. Panthers. Oh, he's talking his, about uh, his MVP season. And since Cam left, yeah. That, he Since his MVP season, he is. Plumber. And I hate to say that because I love Cam. Yeah, but Falcons, Matt Ryan. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, he, he's good. He's real good. Before he just left, the only one you can point to is the Panthers. Yeah, it's like the Saints. You know, Drew Brees in his last couple years has been like, you know, like he I mean, was he was all right. Maybe Marshawn Lattimore plays for the Saints. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, so the other quarterbacks he went against was Tom Brady and um, uh, uh, Tom Brady. Well, Jameis Winston, yes, and then um, and then uh, Matty Ice. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know why I brought up uh, Drew Brees. I forgot yeah. he was even talking about Marshall Lattimore. I thought we were just talking about quarterbacks for a second. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, I was, because you talked about the points I brought up earlier. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, like, I got yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah, no, I, I got you. So, like, but Jaya Alexander and you're not in your top five, I, I, honestly, bro, like, there's just no way, bro. Like, there, there's no way. Um, and I, he has the numbers. And also, for, uh, for me, what I just listed, it was the things outside of those. Like, you said great receivers, but that division has bad quarterback play. Yeah, I mean they definitely, uh, especially the Lions. <laughs> but yes. the Lions, like two years ago, had Matthew Stafford. So, like, can you say that for the Lions? I mean, it's like they got Jared Staff- Goff now. But Matthew Stafford, you know, I mean, a great guy who, I mean, most comeback wins, right? Yes, uh, but a great player who on a bad team, Devin Booker. Hey, you know, uh, hey, you know, the the Suns, they, they they just went. You can't compare the Suns to the Lions. Now, come on. I mean, at least, at least the Suns before put Chris us together Paul got there. Before Chris Paul got there. <laughs> yeah, I know that that is true. That is true. So that's that was my whole thing about him. But that's that's the only reason. Not saying he's not good. Not saying he's not great. You know what I mean? He so, is great. Exactly. Hey, but, huh? I, just your top five. We we can move on from. It. I'm not going to be able to get over that. I'm sorry. Let's just move on. Okay. 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 And I had, I had Jason Jackson. Yeah. So, I mean, but we both had my top five. So, I mean, do I need to say more about them? Or y'all kind of got that, I think. I mean, if you have anything else to say that I didn't about J.C. Jackson, I mean. No, not really. I mean. He's great. Great player. I like him a lot. Yeah. Sticky in coverage, takes the ball away. Physical bump and run man type of corner, my, my, my type of guy. So, hey. Then always available. You know that, that that is a very true point because mm-hmm. availability is, you know, it's major. It's the only really important thing because if you're not, the, uh, it, who 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 do you think is the biggest like you should have been great but like your health just never like played to your uh, to your advantage. Oh man, that's it. I mean, are we are we just going the, the cornerback position or are we just going like? Oh uh, no, no, let's let's go across the league. Across the league. Um, because to me right now, I'll give you, you a like, I'll give you kind of my my uh, thought process here. Go ahead, like go ahead, it's go about to be Saquon. If Saquon gets hurt again, bro, he's only had like one healthy season at this point, and he's got like great, great, like all like all decade type of talent. And but he's not he's not on the field. He keeps getting hurt. Or yeah. like Odell, like Odell was there, and then the injuries caught up to him. It's like those are kind of two names that I'm thinking about. Okay, now I'm with those. Uh... Here's a here's some funny points about him. <laughs> uh, until he got too fat, <laughs> Eddie Lacy. I thought Eddie Lacy was gonna be a beast, but he was a tank. Eddie Lacy was a dog, though. I ain't gonna lie. Eddie Lacy was like, a dog. Like, but he couldn't stop the cheeseburgers, man. Like, <laughs> oh God, for real? <laughs> he just got big, bro. Like, when Eddie Lacy was a beast. He was cold. Um, what's another one? I mean. Health, if you want to say health related, um, Josh Gordon. I mean, drug tests. You know, mental yeah. health, all that stuff, physical health. Yeah, yeah, that is, all of it, all of it. Health. I mean, that is the dude health. that yeah, health did not play to his advantage. Whether it was you know because of, he was a, I, I just still don't get it. How was bro like drunk and high, and still putting up fourteen hundred yards? Like I don't. Bro, get it. it sounds like a dream. 
Sounds like you're no, living a life I live. That, that sounds like a movie script. Yeah, sounds like you're living the life I want to live. Man, I don't know if I want to be, you know, crossfaded out there on uh, running a crossing route. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Bro, you know the amount of paranoia probably running through uh, uh, my brain if, if I'm, like, imagine you just smacked. First off, everything going to be a little woozy. And then I'm probably going to be late off the ball, you know, a little half second late. And then if I look, I see this ball coming to me. You know that ball already takes forever to get to you with your adrenaline stuff yeah. in the game. That ball probably coming, you know, half as fast. And then if you get hit, it, it, you know, you might not feel it, but... After that, um, you know, that alcohol wear off. Hey, you know, because <laughs> dude, Josh Gordon, bro, he used to like drink, he used to smoke, he would pop pills, like, bro, man, and he was still putting up numbers, man, in Cleveland with no quarterback, like no, like Brandon Weed in that quarterback. Facts, <laughs> Brandon Weed. Oh my goodness, bro. I, I really like your answer, Josh Gordon, because yeah, you looked at it from a different angle. I, 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 I like that. I like that. Josh Gordon's a real good one there. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody else. Um, what's somebody on the defensive end? I can't think. Oh, we don't cornerbacks. We're going to get that out. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to think of another one who's just been ruined by injuries. Mm, 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 mm. Mm, across the league. Jadavion Clowney. That's not in the NFL. was like Penny Hardaway. Look, 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 I was thinking Jadavion Clowney. That's another one who's supposed. And I don't think his career was ruined by injuries because he still plays and he's still out there. It's just he's not the pass rusher people wanted him to be. Bro, like exactly. Like okay, so his when he first got to the Texans, and then like I think after that first season, he had like two micro knee surgeries. Uh, and then he bro, because okay, so let me tell you what Jadavion Clowney's forty in the combine meant to me as like a, a high school athlete, bro. Like, <laughs> so I was like, what, 2015? I want to say so. I, I might have been a junior. You know what I mean? And he ran that, what, 4-4-6? 4-4-7? I know it was something, like, it was something like that, something stupid. You know what I mean? And uh, I remember I gave, like, I had to get, we, I, had, I had a class. Bro, he ran 4-5-3. 4-5-3. There we go. So, and, and so. Ooh, that's a large man. Bro, he was like 260. Yeah, like six five, bro. Like two sixty five. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and so um, yeah, bro. And then hit that whole highlight clip when he was back at uh, South Carolina against Michigan. Like it was, it was stupid, bro. I was like, I'm like, I want to be like this guy. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so we thought everybody thought like you know he was just gonna be the dude off the edge. You know, Texas got him number one overall and everything. But then just never really. When Whitney Merciless out has more sacks than a guy like that, bro, it was just like, huh? But Jadavion Clowney's biggest thing was, like, his effort. His effort? Yeah, like, he didn't, like, care as much. He, like, thought he just relied so much on his athleticism. He's not working on his pass rush moves, and he just wasn't a a, a guy that's a grinder like that from mm. all the reports and stuff that's been put out about him throughout his career. It's like, he just doesn't have that just – Grill that willpower, you know that they did that say him and J- they did say him and JJ didn't work out a lot together. I remember that. But like another one that I think of, like is like an all time one outside of football, Penny Hardaway. Oh yes, yes, yes. 
Penny, bro, basketball is like that list goes on forever. Penny Harder, bro. Sean Livingston could have been even better. Like, Sean I mean, obviously, D Rose could have been like a all time great type of guy. Uh, Trace McGrady is another one. Yep, um, T Max still put persevered through the injuries, you know, better than a lot of other dudes did. But man, he could have him and Kobe used to go at it like crazy. Yeah, and then oh, yeah, it's going by. Yeah, that was a big one. You know, one that I'm glad didn't like stop somebody was Paul Pierce when he got like stabbed like ten times or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that could have been something that could have like derailed his career, but he he became like a significant better, significantly better player after that. Speaking of people who overcame, bro, um, Paul George was another one, bro. You remember when his leg built bent like cardboard? Mm, like, bro, against the bottom of that hoop, dog. Oh, dude, I I know, yeah. dude. Oh. I remember seeing that highlight, but the, no, the worst injury I've ever seen in my own eyes. Um, what was his name? Uh, oh, the college Ware one from uh, Louisville, Kevin Ware. Bro, that was disgusting. I was watching bro. that live. I was like, oh, bro, I couldn't believe that, bro. That was that was wild. Bro, um, that was one of those things. I like turned off the TV and was like, bro, I'm I'm gonna go play like Madden and or 2K in my room now. I can't even. I can't even anymore, bro. Like, bro, I forgot who who came back in the NFL from that that knee surgery or foot leg surgery. Uh, was it? Was it? It wasn't Alex Smith, was it? Am I tripping? Yeah, Alex Smith had that gruesome leg injury. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he he almost had to have his leg amputated. Like, yep. Same thing as uh Zach Miller, the tight end for the uh, Bears a couple years ago, hyperextended his knee really bad in like the end zone going for a ball. Oh, dude. That one was yeah. really bad too. They almost had to amputate his because he um, cut through the artery going through his knee. Oh, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, so, but yeah, but you know, as much as we hate like the season ender, you know, well, career ended injuries, but but we love like the comeback stories. You know what I mean? Like you say, Alex Smith and the tight end. But but yeah, uh, I, but that's gonna do it off for this segment, though. I hate to cut it off like that, but yeah, we've been going a little long. So, um, y'all follow us on the break room, d.breakroom.podcast on Instagram, and then follow us at the break room HOU on Twitter, and then the break room podcast one on Facebook. Man, we'll be right back. Y'all take it easy. None of my dog, I f what Tennessee. I don't need so no sympathy. Sipping on Hennessy got me being a sideway. Everything on me dripping, you can't ride away. Run around with the juice, then come spit your drink. I done earned my stripes, now I'm trying to go give me some real rain through my third eye, cause I got ton of vision. Yo, what's up? And we are back in the break room, man. So for the last segment, man, so what's good? Um, just gonna hop right into it, man. Me and Evan got other stuff to do, not gonna even lie to you. Um, but yeah. So, bro, so blowing up Utah. Just gonna get right into it, but I ain't even gonna play around with it. Uh, yeah. So, Blowing up Utah. Donovan Mitchell, right? We saw Rudy Gobert, the, um, I mean, yeah. He's to the Timberwolves? Yeah, to, I mean, to the Timberwolves. But, yeah, he's a defensive player, but no real offensive presence. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to say, like, he's undervalued. But, yeah, he's gone. And so now to the Timberwolves, which didn't make any sense because they gave up, like, an arm and a leg for him. But, anyway, um, now Donovan Mitchell, the rip, spider. The guy, the guy in Utah, right? And so now he's about to be gone, bro. So we were looking at, like, there's some, some trade scenarios that I've been kind of, like, floating around out there, bro. And um, we wanted to read them to you real quick. So the one is Donovan Mitchell lands in Miami, right? 
the Jazz get Tyler Hero, uh, Amir Utsevin, uh, Duncan Robinson, Nikola Yuk- Jovic, Jokovic, uh, four future first round picks, and the Heat get Donovan Mitchell. Um, that's one. Then the Brooklyn Nets get Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Jazz get Ben Simmons and two first round picks, and Nets get Donovan Mitchell. Then to Charlotte, the Jazz get Gordon Hayward, Kelly Oubre, four uh, future first round picks, and the Hornets get Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gay. And then the one is to New Orleans. The Pelicans get Donovan, uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gay. The Jazz get CJ McCollum, Devontae Graham, two first round picks. Then the one to the Knicks. The one that's kind of been floating the heaviest. The Knicks get Donovan Mitchell. The Jazz get RJ Barrett, Evan uh, Fournier. Three first, three first round picks. Now, the one I like the most, I really like that Pelicans one, and I really like. And my computer's not loading anymore, but I'll tell you when it when it finishes. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. I think that Charlotte one isn't bad. I think the Charlotte one I like the um and the Pelicans. One. Yeah, I, I kind of uh, got, got a differing opinion than you do. I thought I like the Heat package the mm-hmm. best. Uh, if, if I'm the Jazz, like I want, you know, oh, the highest okay. possible album for this, right? So I like okay, the yeah, Heat yeah. package the best. And honestly, I like the Knicks package the best. And I got to take the glasses off of this. What did I tell y'all after the first round if they did not take care of the Lucas Mavs? This thing is getting blown up. And now Donovan Mitchell wants up out of there. Real life. And the Knicks, that package for, like, R.J. Barrett, Evan Fournier. I've also seen Obi Toppin thrown around in there, too, just to spice it up. As well as, you know, you're looking at three first-round picks. A, Donovan Mitchell is a is a ascending star in this league, right? Mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden never really has a problem, like, getting, getting butts in the seat. But there's – there's not much excitement about the team. I think if Donovan Mitchell came there and with what he's done, especially in the playoffs the last couple of years, that will bring excitement to Madison Square Garden, which I think will be good for not just the Eastern Conference, but for the NBA in general. Not saying that the Knicks would turn around and become, you know, a top three, three or four seed in the, in the East. No. But it might attract some other people to want to come to New York now, you know, play for somebody like Donovan Mitchell who – you know, he's got a little bit of that that dog in him that everybody likes to talk about. And then that, that heat package, I think that, you know, the four first-round picks are great. Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and, you know, I've seen Gabe Vincent sprinkle in there. Like you said, Amir, uh, you're seven. Um, I think that will give Utah the best uh, ability to, like, rebuild around something, you know, because I, I don't think Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson are, like, pieces you want your franchise built around but they're great like addition pieces you know what i'm saying great shooters you know every team needs shooters so i like all uh, those two trade packages the best okay see for me and i'm glad you you, you specified so like he just said he likes them if he's the jazz and i see i was going for the other team so if i'm the pelicans i really like that you get rudy got rudy uh gay who was really slept on when he was younger um, he still can play. He still can ball. Don't get me wrong. A 2K glitch, might I add. Facts. Oh, no, facts. Facts. I, but, but he can do everything in 2K. He got the size. He got defense. He can shoot. He can dribble. All that. <laughs> bro, what was he like? Two, what was that like 2K14? 
uh, twelve or something like that. When he was like, he was like, he was low key like if if you couldn't use LeBron, he was the or Katie, he was like the next small forward you would want to use. Like, oh yeah, no, he 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 was a dog. And Jeremy Lamb used to be a glitch too, bro. Facts, facts. Uh, so, but yeah, I really like Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gay to the Pelicans. See, the only problem I see is because I really like C.J. McCollum with the Pelicans. Like, he's a solid veteran leader. Also, like, he's the president of the Players Association. So, like, you know, it just, they have really good leadership, and I feel like you really are losing something when you lose C.J. McCollum. Not just, and he can ball. Like, it's not like he's sorry. So, but, the, I feel like that's a pretty fair exchange. Like, you're losing leadership and you're losing some talent, but you're getting younger Talent and Donovan Mitchell and a, a somebody who's going to be a bona fide star. You know what I mean? And then you give him Zion, you give him Bi. You know what I mean? You get Rudy Gay coming off the bench or anything, or however you want to do it in the lobby if you want to. So and you get some first round picks. So and uh, I like I really like that. For, oh, I mean the Jazz get first round picks. Pelicans used to get Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gay, but I still like that for them. Um, the next so, one was Charlotte. Oh. Go. Oh, no, I was going to say, so do you think that with that squad, let's say the, the trade with the Pelicans does happen, like, do you think that would, like, ascend the Pelicans to, like, a new, like, tier in the West? Or do you think that would kind of keep them in that six to, like, eight to, you know, like, the play-in range? No, I think it, I think it brings them up. Like, but it all depends on how, how healthy Zion is. Like, Zion is the key. Mm-hmm. If the Pelicans, I mean, if the Pelicans had Zion against the Suns, the Pelicans would have won. Like, there's no question in my mind about that. Like, if the if they would have had Zion, bro, the Pelicans would have beat the Suns in the playoffs. And so, if you get Zion healthy and his conditioning right, he can actually play some real minutes. And you have Donovan Mitchell, who's a who's a sure fire guy. Yeah, and Bi, who Bi ball. Like, you know what I mean? And, I, I you know, I, I didn't know he was really, like, that solid. You know what I mean? But he gave them solid 20, 25, 30 games. You know what I mean? 30, like, point games. Uh, also, in the playoffs. So, you know, you know, B.I.'s a solid guy. You know what I mean? He didn't turn out to be KD like we thought he was going to be. But still, solid, still a guy in the league. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. B.I., a bucket. You know what I mean? So, I think that definitely, like, will bring the uh, – the Pelicans up at least in, to where the Jazz used to be. Yeah, I mean, I think that because, I mean, the Jazz in the what, like, hand, last handful of years have been, you know, hovering when that three to, like, six range consistently. Mm-hmm. They've, they've been no slouch. Yeah. They've oh, been yeah. a consistent playoff team, but they mm-hmm. haven't done anything with it, which is why we are, you know, here with the title of blowing up Utah. Yeah, so I think they could at least replace the where the Jazz used to be. Um. Now with the not the Nets, ugh, Charlotte. <laughs> Stay away from the Nets one. Ben Simmons, ugh. It's like you're getting the, the ick, you know what I'm saying? Um Hey, you already know how I feel. <laughs> bro, yeah, you already know how I feel about Ben Simmons, but anyway, Charlotte. Charlotte, bro, for Jordan to be your owner and for Charlotte to be as like disgusting as it is, like it makes no sense, bro. Like um, you hate to lose Gordon Hayward, but I mean, and Kelly Oubre and all the all the picks, but 
Bye. <laughs> bye. Exactly. I'm glad you're with me on that. Like, bye. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Welcome Donovan Mitchell with open arms. Exactly. You know what I mean? And then, you know, you have him and uh, him and Lamelo. I mean, I, I don't think I think he moves them. <laughs> see that, you know, being entertaining. Entertaining, but that's at the max. Like, I don't think it really propels them anywhere serious. You know what I mean? I don't think it makes them any kind of real contender. They would have the same relevancy as in the playoffs as a hmm trying to think of a team. I see that the Mavs went far this year. Um, So you kind of see them like maybe like the Toronto like Raptors maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, they had a good record. No, they're not going anywhere though. Like, (laughs) exactly like Toronto. Thank you. I appreciate that. That was a great comparison. But yeah, the relevancy of a Toronto, like good good for the city though because they haven't been any kind of relevant anything. But... I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think they get anything with it. Yeah. So let's just say for – okay, I'm going to kind of segue two things right here. Okay. That trade package that they had for KD, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not for uh, KD, for Ben Simmons. Yeah. There's rumors that KD might stay. He might – because the asking price is too much. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say they wanted to move on from Ben Simmons. What would you think of KD – and Donovan Mitchell, if they were to link up in Brooklyn. I like that. I like that. That's really exciting. I really, really like that. What do, like, do I think it's enough to come out the East? Like, also with Kyrie, we, I mean, I can't, we can't talk about the Nets without saying. Right, let, let's just say in this situation, Ky- Kyrie does get traded. Kyrie does get traded. Let's okay. just say it's just the one-two punch of those those two. What 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 do you think that they'll end up accomplishing? Hmm. If it's just those two, they could be the. I don't think they'll beat the Bucks, but I think they'll. I think they'll be something serious. Any team that KD's on, he's healthy. They'll be in the playoffs. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm, full, I'm fully guaranteed. Like certain of that. But if you had, like, I signed my I, I signed my savings uh, account away for that one. You say what? I was like, I'd sign my savings account away for that one. No, nah, facts. Like, if you got KD, I'm pretty sure you'd be in the playoffs. But if you had Donovan Mitchell with you, um, it, it gives you a lot because Donovan Mitchell is going to ball. But as as what we've just seen, hmm, do I think they beat the Celtics? I, I'm not 100 percent on that. Like, I think they could, but I'm not. It's not. It's not guaranteed in my head. And I mean, I think the Bucs are like still the number one team in the East if they have Chris Middleton. But without them, I don't necessarily see, even without Mitchell and KD being the one-two punch, I still don't think they're the the best team. I think they're top three. You know what I mean? But not number one. And How about you? I, I'm really looking forward to see these types of trades go down. I want, man, bro, I, I really, really want, Sports to come back. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit of summer league, and that's the only thing that's keeping me sane right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's like I'm over here itching. I need it. I, I need something a little bit better in my life. I'm dead. <laughs> but um, let's, let's 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 talk about the summer league. Uh, let's talk about the Rockets. 
young squad. What, what, what have you seen from them so far here in this uh, 2K23 Summer League? <laughs> and uh, the, the sponsorship is, is wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have 2022 2K23 Summer League. <laughs> so, like, man, it's, so. It's interesting. Okay, so, okay, the, the Rockets, right? The Rockets Summer League right now, they are two and two. You know, they lost to Orlando, they beat Oklahoma City. They beat San Antonio, and they lost to Portland. Now, I'm happy with seeing some of the chemistry I think is being built. You know, it's been cool. But it just looks like, you know, the Rockets are kind of spinning their wheel. Well, they just – the Summer League is to test what you have. So, I guess I can't put too much stock into it. You know what I mean? They're just trying to see what they got. Nobody's really playing – the person who has the most minutes is Jabari Smith, right, bro? He's leading minutes with, like, what – I think it was like a, just about 20 minutes a game. So they're not really giving anybody any real high usage, which is cool. You know what I mean? I'm not mad at that. Um, but at the same time, I guess, here's now here's the pessimistic fan in me. Mm-hmm. Nobody on the Rockets is leading in any statistical category. Like, nobody's even top five. So... It, you know, not in points, not in rebounds, not in assists, not in blocks, not in steals, not in minutes. So now, Brad, it's summer league. The Rockets were <laughs> the Rockets during the regular season were exactly like this. They weren't leading anything except for like pace of the game. They were so young, but they weren't even they were bottom half of the league in every other thing. So, you know, as a the pessimistic fan, it's like can y'all do something right? Fighting for my life. Y'all telling me with this me. You know what I mean? Can y'all lead in something? You would like to at least see, see something, something. You know, uh, appealing on the leaderboard, you know? Yeah, just something. Just something. You know what I mean? And I said Jawar Smith 19 minutes. I mean, 29 minutes. My bad. Uh, apologies. So, you know, but, yeah, nobody's really leading in anything. And y'all are kind of, again, the bottom of Almost everything is except for like um, what was it? Uh, passing the ball, like movement of the ball. There we go. They're high in like their their movement of the ball within the team. So that's cool. You know, I guess everybody's pretty selfless, which is co- selfless, which is cool. You like to see that for a young squad. It means they're probably mesh better when the regular season comes, but. It's not really, you know, translated to any of the, the, the main categories of the game, I guess. How about you, but how about you for the uh, Summer League? You know, it. what was the game I watched yesterday? It was the Bucks and the Mavs. And... I was honestly really impressed at the quality of basketball. Like, not talking about any specific players, but the game looked like – it's not like – it didn't seem like a huge drop-off. These guys seemed like professional basketball players. Mm-hmm. The ball movement was good. You know, nobody looked to be trying to play hero ball. You know, the the communication seemed really well in defense. Everybody was, like, switching when they needed to, you know, staying home when it was appropriate. It, it, it was just like a clean brand of basketball, which I 
it's like whenever you watch, like as an NFL fan, right? If you watch the XFL or the USFL, you could tell that there's a drop off in like level of play. Yeah. I'm watching the summer league and especially yesterday's game. I was like, you know what? These guys are out here fighting for their lives and they're hooping and they're actually hooping smart. Cause you know, you get a lot of guys that go out there, you know, they'll turn around, drop, you know, 25, 28, 30 points. You know, the official team numbers were pretty good, but then the, the, the team, you know, is left to dry. You know, it's sometimes led by one dude. But it's like, I, I just haven't seen that so far yet. I've seen, like, great team play. I've seen quality basketball. All right. I'm with you on that, man. It's something like, it, it, like if you haven't watched it, go it's watch it. It's a good product. It's definitely a good product this it's year. It's a good product. Like, go watch it. And, you know, um, and so for the people, like, the old heads that say, like, you know, the, this new, like, the league is destroying basketball – or anything like that, and saying like they're not, you're having guys more concerned about stats than anything. That's not the summer league. Like, that's not it at all. Like, these guys are playing real team basketball. It's, I'm not going to go so far as to say like it's the purest, but it's not a bad product. It's not something like you don't see guys doing the whole flop thing that bad. Yeah, no, like, like yes, that. none of that stuff. Like, none of that. Like, people are bringing the, the their, their best. And that no, that is actually a great point. You know, I haven't seen a lot of like flopping and stuff like that. People are playing strong because if you go out there and you flop or you get sent to the deck in summer league, well, what do you expect when you know Giannis is coming down the lane or you got to check KD or mm-hmm. you know something like that? Like when you actually got to go against legit dudes, even if you're flopping or not, like it's still a bad look overall yeah. if you're just hitting the deck constantly. Flopping in the summer league just looks like you're not ready. Flopping in the actual league looks like I mean, Chris. You're pretty established. You're in the league. It's like, like you, you did your research, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah. That's really all it is. It's a good product. Like Just like Evan said, man, it's, it's a good product in the summer league. So check it out when you get the chance. But, uh, you know, moving on from that, bro, uh, our last thing, man, who's hot, who's not? Yeah. Um, who's hot for me? That boy DeAndre ate. You know, um, that's crazy. That old, that old saying, I can't fall in love, I got options. Let's finish this conversation another time. I have your competition on the phone. Let's finish this conversation another time. I have your competition on the phone. The- well, hey, you know, he signed a four-year, like, $133 million deal with the Pacers. And then the Suns came right behind it. was like, oh, no, no, no. We're going to match that. So he, you know, waited up for, like, a couple of hours. And you know what? That boy just got... 133 mil from the Phoenix Suns. They'll be sticking around. I think that's good for the Suns. You know, like, if they would have lost Aiton, that would have been a, a big blow there. And on a completely, like, unrelated yet related note, because we did talk about this earlier, DeAndre Aiton is six foot eleven and 250. Javion Clowney is, like, 265 and, like, 6'5". That, that's absurd. Just <laughs> to tell you how rocked up and yoked up Javion Clowney is. Uh, but, um... Yeah, shout out to uh, you know DeAndre Aiden for for getting the bag. Yeah, man, he definitely got the bag. And you know, it, here's my little conspiracy theory. I only thought the Suns were going to try to keep Aiden so they can use him as a trade piece for uh, KD. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. That's that, that, that still ain't a bad move. I, yeah. I ain't mad at that. <laughs> that was my only little conspiracy. Theory. I thought they were going to try to keep you know sign him for more money. So they can try to match uh, KD's contract. Yeah. 
But hey, they can't do it anymore. So I almost thought that it kind of eliminated the Suns because they, they don't have anything else to offer after that. Was, that they were willing to give up. There we go. That they were willing to give up. Mm-hmm. Um, and for who's not, bro? Who's your Bro, Bernard Pollard, please tell me y'all have seen the exchanges between ex-Raven safety Bernard Pollard and Lamar Jackson. It has been going dumb. You know, somebody said something about Lamar, and I'll go ahead and read you the, the tweets. Pollard said no top wide receiver will come there while Lamar Jackson's there. Plenty of wide receivers have been available to get this offseason. While LJ has just been starting, nobody wants to go there. They give him the respect, but they don't want to play with him. LJ's good, but he's not able to make throws. Well, Lamar Jackson went straight to replying to him and said, you've been capping since I've been playing for the Ravens. I never heard of you, to be honest, my boy. You got your Super Bowl because of Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. And then Bernard Pollard was like, you know what, facts, facts, but make sure you call me champ. Good luck getting one. Oh, but we're not done. So Lamar was like, okay. He said, never, with a bunch of, you know, laughing emojis. I ain't never calling you champ. Mm. He's like, nobody speaks of you. I had to Google you, little bruh. I have never heard of you until I seen you keep dissing me. Like, you're a Hall of Famer, but you're far from it. Like, across the ocean, overseas. (laughs) (laughs) And then, (laughs) we're still not done. Lamar Jackson, uh, oh, excuse me, Bernard Pollover said, "You you don't want Hall of Fame and don't care about it. I made people fear me. Lamar Jackson turned around and said, stop flagging, boy, which means, you know, stop capping, stop lying on these boys, you know, stop trying to pull people card like that. He said, never say you was feared, little bro. Hello, go watch NASCAR, probably probably better at that for real sorry-ass boy. And then Bernard Pollard turns around, or Pollard, excuse me, turns around and tweets, a video of him like smoking somebody in college, right? He just hit hit a running back coming up the hole. And Lamar Jackson turned around and replied to him and said, bro, you got a six-second college highlight. <laughs> you for real mad. I wish <laughs> I played against you with the purple demon emojis. Would have threw the ball to coach and ran straight at Joe Sorry ass. Bernard, in all caps. But, man, like, we're still not done. We're still going? Lamar Jackson went at him again because somebody put uh, in quotes, oh, they feared me, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a video of when the 49ers started making their comeback in the Super Bowl against the, the Ravens. Bernard Paul missed the tackle on Michael Crabtree, so he scored. And Lamar Jackson said, bro, we almost lost because of this MFR. I watched this when I was a kid. It was going for the Ravens, and that play, I wanted to smack the fuck out of 31. And it's you. <laughs> he said, boy, Unc. Come out of retirement, please. <laughs> that was very long-winded, but the end of the day, Bernard Pollard, Pollard, however you say his last name, man, went at Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson had time for that for that boy. He yeah. had time. And I will say this, Bernard Pollard, bro, he tore Tom Brady's ACL, Gronk's ACL, and Wes Walker's ACL. Just for that alone, I respect him because he took out the team that I hated the most growing up. I'm dead. He took out their ACLs. He, he is a Patriot ACL killer. <laughs> it is ridiculous. But at the end of the day, he went at, you know, Lamar Jackson, former Heisman, you know, winner, former MVP in this league, you know, about to get a, a ridiculous deal here soon. Why? Like, what do you gain from that? Yeah. 
And, and you know, not somebody in the same organization too. Like I'm saying, you hate to see that. You hate to see it because, like, it's, even if you don't like Lamar, what is a better option that's actually attainable? There isn't one. That's a trick question. I mean, not, like, say not this. I mean, before, if they wanted to go for like Russell Wilson or something, and completely change the whole tune of the offense, but yeah, that was, they would that have to change the whole tune of the offense. But like, exactly what I mean is like at this point, like who, what's available? There really is anything. Not better than Lamar. So I'll say Brock Osweiler. You know, probably still willing to come out for camp. <laughs> I'm dead, Brock Osweiler. <laughs> I mean, that's what Pollard's trying to make Lamar Jackson seem like. Mm-hmm. But Lamar Jackson just, just had time, bro. So, Bernard Pollard, I'm sorry you had to take a, an, a, a fat OL in front of everybody on Twitter. But yeah, yeah, everybody saw it. Everybody saw it. Yeah. So, yeah, bro. Hey, look, that's been all for episode 55. Sequenta E Cinco. Cinco Saint. Yeah, man. So, hey, follow us on The Break Room HOU on Twitter. And then, see, look at that. That's what happens when you can't, like, press buttons. But, yeah, <laughs> follow us on Facebook at The Break Room Podcast 1. And then follow us on Instagram at the.breakroom.podcast. You know, so, you know, we'll holler at y'all next time, man. Y'all take these. Follow, follow me at 3 last underscore king on Twitter. My boy, Evan at Evan Schumard. That's S-H-U-M-A-R-D. So, yeah, man. Hey, look. That's what I offer you, show, man. Y'all take it easy. We'll see you next time. Game is balance. I'm back on my the Bentley is dirty, my sneakers is dirty, but that's how I like it. You all on my dick. I'm all in my bag, it's hard as it get. I do not throw powder, I might take a sip, I might hit the blunt, but I'm liable to trip. I ain't popping no pill, but you do as you wish. I roll with some fiends, I love them to death. I got